remember this. I can't go near Brussels sprouts when they're cooked or look at them. I, I was relatively able to cope with them being, being around them, only this, my siblings and stuff would be mocking me and throwing them at me. But to explain it, I suppose I get a sick feeling and a kind of a rash. I, I feel like I'm breaking out in a rash. Even now, just talking about them, I'm kind of feeling sick. It, it's kind of hard to explain, like, um, and being around them then in the shop on a daily basis this time of the year. It's it's not too bad unless somebody's kind of very close to you with them. Mike Mackesy from Broderick's Spa in Croom chatting to us before Christmas about his phobia of Brussels sprouts. It's been a source of irrational fear since he was a child and he never really understood it. And as you can hear there, it caused him great distress from time to time. Whilst at times it's been amusing chatting to Mike and he admits himself people can consider this funny. It was a real phobia. But after weeks of therapy with psychotherapist Robert Rackley, we understand Mike is Brussels sprout phobia free. And Mike joins us this morning and we'll talk to Robert Rackley as well in a couple of minutes time. First of all, Mike, good morning to you. Good morning, Joe. How are you feeling now? I'm feeling on top of the world at the moment, Joe. Right. Explain to me why. What's been happening? Well, I suppose, Joe, after a few weeks of therapy with Robert I'm, I've eaten Brussels sprouts for the first time that I can ever remember When did this happen? Uh, Wednesday, last Wednesday evening Joe Was there a build up? I, f- I feel like there should almost have been a band or something in the background <laughs> uh, I suppose uh, we were building towards it all along with Robert so um, it just came to Wednesday evening I'd, I'd bought some fresh on Tuesday and when I was cooking the dinner Wednesday evening I decided to put them on and take the leap and the rest is history I suppose What was it like? Uh, I suppose it was for me it just tasted like really strong cabbage Um, the whole process of actually eating them wasn't too bad probably put that down to the few weeks with Robert. Did you like the taste of them? Um, I wouldn't say I liked it. I wouldn't say I disliked it either. It was kind of, they were just okay. Well, you mentioned cabbage. I mean, do you eat cabbage? I do eat cabbage, yes. And you like that? I do like cabbage, yeah. Right. So it tasted like strong cabbage that was your sense of it yeah that was my sense of it Mike were you alone when you took this plunge no my partner was with me and Uh, had there been prep I mean was there an awareness that this was going to be D-Day not for her just myself really Um, I suppose she was was kind of out of the loop for the D-Day part of it but, um, and, and what did yeah, she, she say then as, as this moment approached? Well, I suppose she didn't She didn't actually, she didn't say much, Joe, because I suppose she's kind of just let me get on with it without trying to put any pressure, really. But Mike Mackesy, I mean, did she say, what are you doing, Mike? <laughs> she kind of just looked at me when she came home because I had started cooking the dinner and she kind of goes, are you sure you're ready for this? I said, I am. And she goes, that's grand. And does your partner eat Brussels sprouts? 
and she's actually over the moon now that she can start cooking them because she she was reluctant to bring them into the house all along. Yeah, well, that's understandable now because yeah. it goes back to the original point. And how do the people at uh, Broderick's Spa in Croom and indeed the locals in Croom uh, who uh, have been aware of this feel about the breakthrough? Well, I, I suppose I've got a few people have kind of come up to me in the quiet and said, you know, I heard and I'm delighted for you. And, you know, I, I suppose since since I've been on the radio, everybody has been brilliant. Very supportive and been very brilliant about it. Right. Um, so would you say then that your phobia is cured? I think so. I think like it's more, it was as Robert explained, it was more of an anxiety and now I'm able to cope. I suppose I have the mindfulness to know that it's not an emotional thought anymore when it comes to things like that, that you have to be more rational than emotional. You have to just be more mindful of how you perceive things. Yeah, And what was the therapy itself like? Actually, therapy, I found it very good. I mean, I, 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 after it, I, I couldn't speak any highly enough of Robert. He, he was amazing. Do you have any other phobias? Was there anything that connected when you were going through the therapy, if you see what I mean, Mike? I, do, I don't think phobia. I suppose everybody has anxiety about different things. And uh, I suppose that's... It, it all kind of stems back to that and how you you process different different situations that might might make you give you a bit of anxiety. Yeah. We're chatting to Mike Mackesy from Broderick Spartan Croom, who's telling us that he had Brussels sprouts for the first time in how many years? For as long as I can remember. Right. So we're talking decades. Definitely. And, and your partner, I mean, you're saying she she would have Brussels sprouts regularly, uh, you know, if, if she could. So that, it could become part of your life now? It could, yes. And wouldn't bother you at this point? I don't think so, no. I think I, I could safely say that I'm I'm quite comfortable now with, with touching them and cooking them and stuff. Fascinating stuff. Right, uh, so uh, with uh, Mike and myself, as I mentioned here in the studio, is psychotherapist Robert Rackley, who's been working with Mike. Uh, we uh, put them in touch uh, when this issue first arose. Good morning to you, Robert. Good morning. How do you feel when you hear somebody that you've worked with telling the story of getting past the phobia to the point that they were able to have Brussels sprouts in this case? I'm absolutely delighted for him. Um, I suppose beyond the phobia, uh, there's real anxieties around this. Um, and to see somebody challenge their thoughts and become phobia-free, I suppose this is the stuff as therapists we can't share um, because normally it's done in a room with two people. So to have this public is really helpful, I think, for a lot of people. And I think Mike is, you know, there's people coming up to him and talking to him about their anxieties, their phobias. So from that point of view, for the awareness uh, for people's mental health, I think this is really good. Talk listeners through the process uh, with Mike and how he responded and all of that. Okay, so Mike had an unrealistic fear of Brussels sprouts. I think we all can realise that at this point. However, I think, you know, at the beginning we got caught up in what this was, which was a vegetable. Um, But phobia itself is a very serious thing. So anxiety becomes very intense with phobias. Um, 
but phobia is treatable. Uh, with this sort of therapy, up to 80% of people uh, can walk away phobia-free. Um, so how it was done over four sessions. Um, and in those four sessions, Mike had a lot of homework to do. Um, so the big part of it was challenging thoughts, challenging his belief systems. And that was done in three ways. So the first way we did it was cognitive restructuring. That means that um, we identified what was called catastrophic thinking. It's where you go to the worst case scenario. It's where fear kind of lives. Uh, we identified uh, counterproductive patterns in his thinking um, and really challenged those. And I suppose we looked at the reasons why he was avoiding them. Then we moved on to the bit where uh, we went on to what's called exposure therapy. So uh, what people wouldn't have known is Mike was getting to know the Brussels sprout quite well. Um, he might have gone for a walk or two uh, with the Brussels sprouts in his pocket. Um, he's an expert in them at this point, so one part of the therapy. Um, he gave me the history of Brussels sprouts. Um, so he, he knows an awful lot about them. That took the fear away. So then all we were left with then was the mindfulness bit. Mindfulness means that you let go of the thought patterns that are, are causing you harm. Um, you become way more present and way more realistic, looking for proof and evidence in your thinking. And when that happens, you can start let go of fear. And once you understand um, what fear is and what anxiety is, what Mikey's now saying is that um, his anxiety has lessened across every aspect of his life, not just with the Brussels sprout. If I understand this correctly, because one thing that people can do when they've got a phobia about something is they can overthink it, can't they? But in the wrong way, it just becomes something there. Oh, I work this out and, that, and then I'm okay now because I've figured it out. But it just keeps coming back because it's not done the way you're doing it in a structured, scientific, psychological way, Robert. Absolutely. So if you think of that moment with a Brussels sprout, there's no fear. A Brussels sprout cannot harm you. However, the thinking is the problem. If you think that there's a fear there, then your body creates fear. And if your body creates fear, it wants to run. It wants to get away from it. And so it will always warn you when you come near that fear again. But if you can get your thoughts-based system to change and restructure your thoughts, then fear goes away. Mm. And, and we're talking about one type of phobia here. But as you say, I mean, this is effective for a, a range of anxieties because it often isn't the thing itself. It's the anxiety that you're dealing with, right? Absolutely. So one of the big ones, I suppose, would be social anxiety. Uh, social anxiety takes a little bit longer, but the same process works here. So this is evidential. Um, this is based on neuroscience. Um, it's based on lots and lots of research. And I suppose... Uh, That's a good one, I think, social anxiety, because it might give people an insight that, you know, the Brussels sprout thing, they might think, I, I can't really connect with that. But that's, you know, an extreme form of someone not wanting to go to the party, isn't it? Absolutely. So what generally happens with things like social anxiety is that you are um, not really taking into account what your environment actually is. So it's where you go internal. You have a, a real look inside your own head and not in a good way. And so a lot of those thoughts um, with social anxiety are around your own insecurities. Right. We're chatting to Robert Rackley, very interesting uh, psychotherapist uh, on how he helped Mike Mackesy from Broderick Spar in Croom. I think, uh, Mike, people would be fascinated to know that, you know, you went for a walk with the Brussels sprout and, and that you got to know the history of Brussels sprouts as part of the therapy. Yeah, that's correct. I don't think any of my... Um None of my family or even my partner knew that I was going for a walk with the Brussels sprouts. Fascinating. What was that like then? 
Well, I suppose it was all it was all part of the process. Like uh, I just had to. I, I suppose I put my trust in Robert, and it it worked. Mm. I, I, I explain a little about the history of Brussels sprouts, then, since you know all about it. <laughs> well, I suppose they, they they originated in early Roman times, and it wasn't until um, the the late eighteen hundreds that they became known as Brussels sprouts because they became very popular in Belgium. I'd say that quietens the like a Podrick now out in Broderick's and Croom, huh, Mike? Yeah, and and didn't easy quieten him. No. I would imagine now your depth of knowledge of the Brussels sprout has silenced even him. Yes. Uh, but the the serious point is, Robert was saying, there was a lot of homework to do between the sessions. You, you can't just assume, and this would apply more widely to uh, phobias, Mike, that you go along to the sessions and forget about it on the next session. There, 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 was a, um, there were steps along the way that you had to take. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, um, and so there is an effort, is what I'm saying, if listeners are interested in um, seeing, can they help maybe with their own situations? Yeah, definitely, definitely, and I suppose the more effort you put in, the more you can kind of see the results. Right, so you can definitely encourage people if they think this could be something I should do about whatever phobia they might feel they have, that it is worth the effort that this does work. Oh, 100%. Definitely. Right. It is important, Robert, though, I think, to point that out, isn't it? Because, you know, a lot of people assume that they can go along to a session with a professional like yourself and spend the hour and whatever and come back. And But it's much more than that. It's about training the mind, isn't it? Yeah, but it's. Uh, I would encourage people, if they are going to um, go to therapy, uh, don't be afraid of it. Um, it's a very scientific way of getting to the root of your problems um, and being able to move on. So, yes, there is a bit of work to do, but um, I think if you can hear from Mikey's voice and, and what he's been through, it's very much worth it. I just would say to people, if they are going looking um, into therapy um, for whatever problem they have, to make sure they end up in a therapist um, who's accredited, um, who is, so the accreditation body that I'm part of, are called IACP, the Irish Association of Counselors and Psychotherapists, very much um, based on standards, on ethics, um, so if you're going to uh, go to a therapist, please go to one of the accrediting bodies. Seek out one that um, you know you are, feel that you're going to be comfortable mm. with and then don't be afraid of it. Right, and, and we won't get into the detail of this because none of us have seen it yet, but I, I, one of the reasons I think you're pointing that out is that there's an ORT investigates on television, Ireland's unregulated psychologist, uh, I think, is it tomorrow at 935 think it's on, tonight. Is it tonight? Tonight, 9.35 on RT1 and the RT uh, player. So uh, probably important to, that you pointed all of that out. And and this this is the one thing I think, Mike, uh, before we finish, that, that I, I just want you to address. Um, uh, and, and, you know, one listener saying, ah, oh, Joe, get this off the show. It sounds like a comedy sketch. Um, uh, Barry says, lads, Brussels sprouts. What about parsnips? Maureen says, this is hilarious. What would you say to people about that now, Mike? I would just say, like, from from the different people that actually have come up to me and and told me of their, I suppose, phobias or anxieties, that it it is an actual serious, it is very serious thing that you don't, um, I suppose, make fun of anyone that has even, like Brussels sprouts. It does sound comical, but it it was a genuine phobia and anxiety that I had 
So there are other people out there with numerous different types of anxieties or phobias. And, they, you know, it, it is it is very hard for them. So I, w- I wouldn't be joking about it as such. Like, if you do if you do know someone, just talk to them and, and be mindful that it is something that is, I suppose, uh, fearful for them. Okay. Uh, and uh, Robert, finally, then Eve has been in touch as well as WhatsApp us on 0861239595. Say, fascinating. This is just fascinating. Is the success ratio different depending on the phobia, though, Robert? Yeah, so you can get some very, very ingrained phobias. Um, but generally, um, with phobia, um, most of them can be cured through um, a mindful-based uh, CBT. Um, there will be ones that are uh, quite more severe that will take more time. Um, so, Mike, I, I do appreciate that. In this case, uh, Mikey was uh, very quick. Some of the more ingrained ones could take 10, sometimes up to 20 sessions. Okay, right. Important to point that out as well. Well, listen, Mike McAsee from Broderick Spa in Croom. Delighted we were able to connect you to Robert Rackley and thank you to psychotherapist Robert Rackley for being willing to, to do this. And what would you finally like to say uh, to Robert this morning, Mike? Oh, I'd just like to thank Robert um it's been a pleasure working with him and it's been it's been brilliant and I'd like to thank you too Joe for, for having me on the show Alright, delighted to have you on Mike congratulations that, uh, that this phobia has been dealt with Robert Rackley, psychotherapist love to have you on the show about other things which we will do uh, in the weeks and months ahead but thank you for your help here your uh, professional help uh, for Mike was obviously much appreciated Thank you very much Your views Your news Your Limerick Today